This is the Affirm America podcast, where we stand up and speak out affirming American excellence. Coming to you deep in the heart of the Midwest, located in an undisclosed log cabin on the outskirts of town, your host, Marquis Vandemark. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Affirm America podcast. On this Tuesday morning, September 27th, 2022, we got another beautiful day here in the Midwest. Beautiful sunrise this morning. It's going to be nice and cool. Going to top out about 68 degrees, and we're loving it here. It's fall, football season. Hey, thanks for joining us on the Firm America podcast. I'm your host, Marquise Vandemark. These are your top five headlines for this Tuesday morning. Hey, let's start off with headline number five. Progressives realize the term Latinx isn't so inclusive. From the town hall, in just the latest episode of the Wokesters making a full circle progression that results in eating their own, Latinx is now being declared a problematic term after the same woke virtue signalers foisted it on those it's supposed to describe. According to Salon, it's now time to stop using Latin X if you really want to be inclusive. From the National Review, the term reeks of condescending academia. It's hard to pronounce and runs contrary to the entire gendered structure of the Spanish language. Democratic Hispanic groups have been discussing abandoning the term because it alienates non-transgender Hispanic voters, which is to say the vast majority of them. In July of 2022, Argentina and Spain realized public statements banning the use of Latinx or any gender-neutral variant. Both governments reasoned that these new terms are violations of the rules of the Spanish language. Well, 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 it's not, only, uh, it's not only a violation of the Spanish language, it's a violation of our human rights as a man and a woman, because transgenderism is a bunch of baloney. It's not a real thing. It's a progressive term that has uh, no business in any language, period, and it needs to be pulled out of the English language, the Spanish language, the Japanese language, the Korean language. In fact, all languages needs to be removed because it's it has nothing to do with reality. It's a term that is perverted. It's a term that needs to be taken out of the dictionary and never, ever to be used again. I'm glad somebody's standing up. Hispanics first, everybody next. All right, headline number four. Cinema stands up for filibuster. From the Washington Examiner, Senator Kristen Cinema, Democrat from Arizona, defended her support for the filibuster on Monday despite near-unified opposition from the rest of her party, taking the absolutist view that it should even be restored for judicial nominations. The Hill. Cinema made the comments during a Q&A session following a speech at the McConnell Center at the University of Louisville. Not only am I committed to the 60-vote threshold, I have an incredibly unpopular view. I actually think we should restore the 60-vote threshold for the areas in which it has been eliminated already. We should restore it, Cinema said to cheers from some attendees. Well, that's good to hear. At least there's one Democrat in the party that believes in the filibuster and that's holding back the, the wall, the, the gusher of progressives that want to change everything. 
at least she's standing strong. She's much. She's got more backbone, more balls than uh, Joe Manchin does. Joe Manchin turned out to be a paper tiger, was only playing everybody. But Cinema's at least standing up and holding on to the filibuster. And that's a good thing because the midterms are just a little more than 44 days from now. It's going to be a red wave anyhow. Good for her. I'm glad she stood up. We need to continue this route of the progressives. We need to get back to a more constitutional government and stop these radicals trying to break up our Constitution. All right, headline number three. Two Democrat-run cities turned to civilians amidst policing shortages and violent crime spike. From the Daily Caller, New Orleans, Louisiana is adding dozens of civilian employees to its police department amid an ongoing staffing crisis, according to police. The New Orleans Police Department is hiring 50 to 75 civilians amid a staffing crisis to reduce the workload on officers and decrease the police response time, NOPD Superintendent Sean Ferguson said in a Thursday press conference. Civilians will respond to calls that do not require a police presence and answer the phones and take some of the workload from administrative police officers, and some civilians will be trained to take over detective work, according to Ferguson. Fox News. Chicago activists are reportedly volunteering to patrol Chicago public transit after a man was violently robbed on the Red Line train on Sunday. The Chicago Police Department's transit branch released photos of two suspects accused of hitting a victim over the head with a bottle and robbing him on the train just before 3 a.m. on Sunday. A group of activists made plans to patrol the red line on Monday after the incident and have apparently been volunteering to patrol Chicago transit for months, according to ABC7 Chicago. We are going to continue to do this, the untouchables, until this is curbed because people are scared to go to work. Eric Lewis, a patrol volunteer, told the outlet, It's crazy out here. As we are standing out here, anything could happen. Okay, so that's what you get with a Democrat-run city, folks. You have defunding the police. You have civilians, volunteers out taking care of the streets, protecting the streets. This is very dangerous. This is not how a city should be run. This just shows you how out of touch the Democratic leaders are when they run their cities. They're completely nuts. We need law and order. That's how you protect a city. You don't let civilians and volunteers try to police your cities, transit, the trains. I mean, come on, let's, uh, let's get real here. These Democrats need to be voted out of office. Lightfoot up there in, in uh, Chicago, she's uh, half crazy. She needs to be replaced. Let's get, let's get it together here, Chicago. Let's get rid of these, uh, these mayors that have no idea what they're doing, and let's try to get somebody in there that can manage your city and your state and get it back to where the great city Chicago used to be. All right, headline number two. Tennessee lawmakers look to tighten up legislation on child gender transitions at Vanderbilt Hospital. From the Washington Examiner, this week a video surfaced from Vanderbilt University Medical Center in which a Dr. Shane Taylor was caught on tape saying in 2018, starting January 1, 2017, according to the Affordable Care Act, Insurance carriers are mandated to cover medical expenses for trans folks. Taylor went on to note that some of Vanderbilt's financial folks looked at how much each transgender patient could bring into the hospital and found that just looking at top surgery, not even including bottom surgery, 
each transgender patient would be extremely profitable. It's a lot of money, Taylor said. These surgeries make a lot of money, so much for children's well-being. From the Daily Wire, this week a groundswell of lawmakers demanded an investigation into the pediatric transgender clinic, one of two transgender clinics at the medical center, after an expose on transgender surgeries from Daily Wire host Matt Walsh. Earlier this year, a bill that would have banned gender surgeries, puberty blockers, and cross-sex hormones for minors died in the Tennessee legislature after it failed to garner enough Republican support. Okay, so we need to call out the Republicans when they fail to act in the best interests of the public. It's not always a Democrat. Sometimes the rhinos, the Republicans, have an issue, too, which we need to put a check on these Republicans that don't act properly. And this is one example. They should have passed that law, and they didn't get enough support. So Tennessee needs to take a look at those uh, individuals, how they voted. They need to look at them in the next election when they're up for vote, get them out of there, put somebody in there that's got some common sense and realizes that we shouldn't be having these transgender surgeries on any type of person, especially young people and minors. You also have some other problems in Tennessee, too. Over in Chattanooga, they had a big issue yesterday with transgender programs with uh, little uh, young 12-year-olds touching these transgender body parts in a program, a show of the transgender. So there's a big issue over there. There's going to be some investigations. This is uh, child abuse. This is sexual crimes and harassment, and Tennessee needs to get their act together. All right, headline number one, Italy turns right. Giorgia Maloney, elected prime minister. First Sweden, now Italy. New York Post, Giorgia Maloney is poised to become Italy's first female prime minister after leading her far-right party, the Brothers of Italy, to victory in national elections. In a victory speech to her cheering supporters early Monday, Melonia who was spoken out against what she calls the LGBT lobby and mass immigration, said it was a night of pride and a night of redemption. Ed Morrissey, the real truth is that the left-leaning EU project has not fared well and neither has internationalism among the voters of Europe of late. It's not difficult to see why, even if American media refuses to acknowledge it. Brussels' mandated immigration and refugee policies have led to massive issues in crime and poverty and have sapped resources that Europeans set aside for their own issues. Okay, so this populist movement uh, is really spreading uh, across the globe. This is not just uh, something happening here in America, but this is a global issue. A lot of people are waking up to the globalists and the Davos crowd and what they're trying to do, trying to make everybody kowtow to their ideas of one world government and all of their wokeism and their ideas of the fourth industrial revolution. And we're seeing it happen in Italy and Sweden, and we're going to see it here in 44 days here in the midterms as well. A big red wave's coming. American people are, are awake now. They see what's going on. If anything that Trump did that was good is he kicked the hornet's nest and he he let everybody see exactly what's happening in our country, and we're starting to see it, starting with the mandates and the wokeism and the control. So this is uh, going to continue. It's not going away. The mainstream media does not get it. The elitists do not get it. They don't understand it. This is typical of elitists. They have very narrow minds, and the people are rising up, 
and they want to take back their country, and they're sick and tired of having the elitists tell them what they need to do and how they, how they should live their lives. So this is a good news. Uh, Maloney and um, Italy is just one of many shoes to drop here very soon, and especially right here in America. So God bless the world. God bless America. And let's make sure we get out and vote and make it happen. All right, those are your top five headlines for this Tuesday. Thanks for joining us on the Affirm America podcast. I'm your host, Marquise Vandemark. Have a wonderful day. We'll see you tomorrow. God bless everybody. This is the Affirm America podcast with your host, Marquis Vandemark. And let's never forget, America is great and we affirm it.